RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. This is Reality Check Radio. Friday morning at the start of the show, I sort of teased you a bit, I, I suppose, with the possibility of some information via OIAs that has come to light. And uh, we can move to doing that right now. I want to welcome Sue Gray, lawyer Sue Gray, to the program. Sue, thanks for coming on Reality Check Radio. We appreciate it. Thanks very much, Paul. I'm my honour to be here. Oh, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so nice. Okay, let's get down to some serious business here. I have in front of me a couple of printouts of OIAs with highlighted areas. First of all, tell us what you've been trying to get regarding the information you've been after, uh, the sort of, was it an ordeal getting it, and and what have you got? Yeah, look, it's been a huge ordeal. I've been trying to get information about the government's COVID response right really from the very start. I've asked probably hundreds of OIAs along the way, and I've been getting more and more focused as we've been because I've always suspected that they haven't been telling us the truth and the whole truth. And what has... Oh, wait on, the source of truth. Well, they say they are, but what's very clear is that they aren't and that even within their own ranks, there were some really different views than what the public were being told. Right. So you've got huge bundles of documents, and obviously we don't have time to go through all of those. So we've got a couple here, and maybe we'll start off um, with them, and I'll read the highlighted areas. And this is, I think, an email from, is it Sikia Velisevich? I mean, we could go through the, the detail of the email, but to the highlighted piece regards human rights. The human rights section refers to an assumption about public health advice regarding vaccination, reducing transmission. Okay, you take it from there. What What is the advice? Yeah, so this is an OAA from the Ministry of Justice to the Department of Prime Minister who was running the government's COVID response. And so what the advice is saying is that it's not good enough for the government to assume or hope that COVID or the COVID vaccine prevents transmission. What the government actually needs is evidence that it prevents transmission. So all the way through the COVID response, we've been trying to get this information. We knew that there were some Bill of Rights issues, but the government were hiding that information from us, even through the two court cases, the two high court cases that I did. I, I kept asking questions. I asked again in October last year, and finally a couple of days ago, I got this information, which actually confirms exactly what we were arguing in court and what the Crown was denying in court, that there are important Bill of Rights issues. And if you are forcing people to have medical treatment, if you're coercing them to have medical treatment, you've got to have a darn good reason. And a hope that it prevents transmission is not a good enough reason to cut across the fundamental right to decline medical treatment. So, so yeah, so, so what that tells us, well, you'll tell me, does that tell us that there was a willful effort to suppress well, everything. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I absolutely have to agree with that. I wouldn't easily say that, but all the way through, the Bill of Rights advice has been redacted from the documents that the Crown gave us. Even in the court case, they redacted. There might be the odd sentence and then the whole crux of it would be redacted. But now we can see the detail of that advice. They've still redacted some in here, but it, it's very, very clear 
that all the way through, and this is from at least March 2021 when they were first talking about mandates and no jab, no job restrictions, uh, restrictions on people entering New Zealand without a VAC certificate, all of those things, all the way through, the Ministry of Justice was telling the Department of Prime Minister and and the Minister of COVID response that they had to have good reason, much better reason than what they had before they could impose these mandates. And despite that advice from the Ministry of Justice, who are responsible for advising on the Bill of Rights, despite that advice, Chris Hipkins, the Minister of COVID response, now our Prime Minister, just went ahead and did it anyway, mandated people out of their jobs and out of their country. Wow. That's a real wow, isn't it? It's a real wow. And it's it's so concerning that the state of democracy in New Zealand has got to this. It's just horrific to think, you know, I'm being investigated for challenging government policy. A lot of our good doctors are being under suspension for challenging um, the, the government policy. So many New Zealanders have lost their jobs for questioning this mandate. And now it turns out that the government were advising themselves that it was unlawful. Boy, it must be awkward behind the scenes. (laughs) It's pretty frustrating, that's for sure. I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of their meetings, but I think that they just get bullied as well. I think that they're actually scared to stand up and pursue what they know needs to be said because this sort of tyrannical situation that we seem to have got into in New Zealand somehow and this whole so-called disinformation, I mean, it's very, very clear now that the disinformation is not coming from the people, it's not coming from the doctors, it's not coming from the scientists, it's coming from the spin team within the government and within their own um, communications advisors. It it really takes a long time to get your head around just how bad it is. Are you listening, Kate Hannah? All right. So this goes all the way to the prime minister of the time and also to the guy who is now the prime minister. This is like having an enemy within. It it is. It's really serious. Chris Hipkins is directly implicated. You know, what they did is they took away the pandemic response from the Ministry of Health and from MedSafe, who are the regulator for medicines, because MedSafe weren't giving them the advice that the spin team, the Prime Minister's department, wanted. Um, and they weren't doing what the Ministry or the Ministry of Justice were telling them that they couldn't do it. So they just took it away. They created a whole new minister, a minister of COVID response, who didn't seem to care too much about the law, the Bill of Rights or anything else. And he made these directives, these ministerial orders, contrary to the advice of the experts on the Bill of Rights. That's the government's own experts. Another letter, I think it's a letter maybe to somebody who had a, an inquiry from the outside, Um, dated 10th of September 2021. I'll read the highlighted areas. Uh, Copies of all Pfizer vaccine studies and Pfizer vaccine trials that relate to the demonstration of the efficacy of the vaccine in reducing the transmission of COVID-19 in the community. And they say, reducing transmission was not an outcome measured in trials of the Pfizer vaccine. Therefore, your request is refused under Section 18GI as the information requested is not held by the Ministry of Health and there are no such grounds for believing it's held by another agency subject to the Act. Unless I'm dumb, they didn't have any of that information? That's right. Any, anywhere? 
they never had information that it prevented transmission. It wasn't designed to prevent transmission, and they never had any evidence that it prevented transmission. All they had was Ashley Bloomfield's hope that it prevented transmission. And that's what he said in an affidavit in the in the second court case that I did in the High Court. He hoped that it prevented transmission. And on the basis of Ashley Bloomfield's hope, even when the Ministry of Justice was saying you need way more than a hope or an assumption, you actually need evidence, they just went ahead anyway. So they had no evidence, yet they imposed all these, well, uh, took away our human rights based on nothing, because it was all about stopping transmission, wasn't it? Lockdowns, yeah. um, uh, vax passes, all that was about stopping transmission. This is a clown show. I absolutely agree. The, the Ministry of Justice advised throughout that you could not justify um, imposing coercion for somebody to get a vaccine unless there was evidence that it would protect the community at large. You couldn't require someone to get a vaccine for them to protect themselves because that was their decision. And that's absolutely good sound advice from the research that I've done. So the the only justification they ever had was that it would prevent transmission. But it's now very clear that they never had any evidence that it would prevent transmission. And the Ministry of Justice told the Department of Prime Minister that a hope or an assumption wasn't good enough. And yet they did it anyway. I wonder if that um, that sort of September time coincides with when the narrative shifted slightly to it won't put you in hospital and severely <laughs> ill. Well, I don't know how they sh I think their narrative shifted because of public perceptions they were running all these studies on the public you know right from February I've got cabinet advice that I've got under the official information act and from the government web pages after a lot of research right from February they ran the COVID response based on what their spin people told them that would, would influence the public so they ran the response because they were told that people were most likely to get vaccine if it was safe and effective and if they thought that it would protect their far now. So in the same document, it says that, and then it says, but we have no evidence that it prevents transmission. And yet Chris Hipkins signed off on that, putting the spin before the evidence. And this is another reason why it's just, it's just so wrong. I'm just thinking here, that's a firing offence. Well, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Even I mean, now, even now, it's a firing offence. Well, the Goodbye. Thing is, See you later, Chris. Ab absolutely. And the thing is, the Bill of Rights is one of the few laws that we've got for the government, for the people to control the government. Most of the laws are for the government to control the people. But the Bill of Rights is actually for the people to control what the government can do. And yet it's one of those very few, very, very important laws for a democracy. And yet they just ignored it because it didn't suit them. And they ignored their own advice. I agree, firing offence, gone. Yeah, like now. Now, now. Yeah. Stop, the, stop all of the mandates now. Stop the government ones, but also stop all these internal ones in, in, the, in the hospitals. You know, I've got a friend that can't get an urgent operation because they haven't got enough... Um, nurses in the hospital, and yet they've mandated out the nurses. There's still a whole lot of good, trained people that can't go back to work because of what I have to say are unlawful mandates. This looks so shonky to me. What do I know? I'm, I'm not a very smart person, but it just, it's got shonky all over it. And, well, I mean, the intent is quite sinister, really, isn't it? 
Well, the intent is that the government thought it was above the law. You know, the whole thing about the rule of law, it dates way back to the Magna Carta. The government is bound by the law. And yet what this has proven is they don't think that they're bound by the law and they will hide information from the public and from the court to just pursue what they want to do and they will bully anybody that questions them. And it is so wrong. We have lost our democracy and we need to find it again really soon. Yeah, well, um, a, a particular person could lose his job to, to start that. I, I won't bang on about that anymore. You've got a whole lot of stuff come through. This is just the tip of the iceberg. What else are you, are you expecting to see or anticipate in the documents that you've received? Yeah, so I've got um, I've got a couple of hundred pages of documents just in that response that they took me took seven months to give me, um, and that shows, for example, um, myocarditis. A woman died from a very deadly form of myocarditis way back in April, uh, August last year. It's got stamped all over it. Keep this confidential. Do not disclose under the OAA. Someone's given it to me, which is awesome. Um, and it shows that when they were telling us it was safe and effective, New Zealanders were dying. And the only way people could be saved is if the doctors knew what to look out for. And yet they were telling people it was safe. So the doctors weren't even contemplating that the vaccine might have been causing these adverse effects in people. So they were, I mean, it, it just defies belief, the lengths that they went to, to lie to us. What, why were they trying to push this so hard? What was it about this that it was so essential that they could override the Bill of Rights, they could override the advice from their own expert internal people, that they could override informed consent, that they could override the, the everything that we thought we had to protect us. Why was it so important to them to roll this bloody vaccine out anyway? And people have died. Yeah, people have died. I mean, I've been in quite regular contact with Rory Nan's family. Um, he only got vaccinated because he couldn't go to his own wedding if he didn't get vaccinated because of oh, the that's check. just horrific. My God, how how bad, how much worse can this get? Yeah, look, I think the more the documents we get, the more we can see just the lengths that they went to. And the question now is what can we do about it? We know it's really bad. And not only have they withheld information, but they've serially been bullying people that have been trying to raise the information. They've been closing down the radio shows. I, I don't know if you've seen Silence. Look what happened to Peter Williams because he tried to interview me about a court case. It was yeah. the first court case of its type in the world. Um, he quite legitimately wanted to cover it on his show and he got he got in trouble for covering that. I mean, how bad can it get when there can be no when there's no free speech and anyone that, that tries to speak out is, is closed down? Yeah, follow the money, Sue. Mm. Um, just to wrap up because time is tight. Um, you you talk about all these things, and we have to focus in on a motive for this. I remember when they were pushing ninety five target percent target, and it always sounded like a quota, not a target to me, like it was part of a business deal. So what needs to happen now? Because we need to know why this was done, right? We, we, we need to know why they went to such lengths because mm. it's insane otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, I've got a background. I, I studied microbiology, biochemistry, and I was a health protection officer doing contact tracing for the government many years ago. 
what they did right from the start of this response was the opposite of what we got taught to do in a pandemic. So that's why I was asking questions right from the start. None of it made sense. It was never a public health response. It was always some other kind of response. It would be great if you could get Chris Hipkins on your show to come and answer. Yeah, I think there's a snowball's chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't I, I like want him answer. gone. I want him gone. He's got to go. Yeah, the problem is that the rest of them are just as bad. They all conspired together. They wouldn't, none of them would ask the hard questions. They're all part of the World Economic Forum. When we went to Parliament to try and speak to our publicly elected representatives, not a single one of them would come out and speak to us. So, you know, none of them are fit for purpose. So thanks for joining us at short notice on the program this morning and, and keep up the work and, and please um, keep us updated. Keep everyone here listening updated, if you don't mind. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate what you're doing there. It's, it's just great to have some platform that we can actually get this information out to the people. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.